Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our Seventh Heaven podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about Season 9, Episode 8 of Seventh Heaven, the title of which is Why Not Me? Our IMDb user synopsis is Simon calls Lucy and Kevin to borrow money. They turn to Eric for advice. Simon has been told to leave the dorm after breaking rules by having his girlfriend spend the night in his room. So what was your first impression of this episode? Um, again, kind of 7th Heaven throwing a, I guess, a curveball in the mix. This episode very much starts off as, oh no, Simon's being a bad boy again. But then it, like, what, I feel like a quarter, maybe a third through way through the episode, it turns into something completely different and ends up being another kind of, like, the revs Another the issue world. episode, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, actually ends up being... Um, like, ending in a montage, and, like, at the end of the show, there's an announcement about, um, for more information about foster care and adoption and stuff. Um. Yeah, so let's get into it. Yes, let's. Uh, so the cold open basically starts with Lucy and Kevin coming down from their apartment, and they've been arguing. Uh, Simon's called them because he needs $500. Kevin said yes, and Lucy thinks it's a bad idea because... And there's, like, you know, a conversation... They should let their parents know and blah, blah, blah. So this whole thing about how Kevin kind of wants to step up in the family, wants to maybe, you know, take over a bit of the Rev's role of solving all the problems, and Lucy's like, you shouldn't be doing that, you're not good at it. And the Rev's like, let's let him try. Um, and that's... I think that's basically the cold open. Yeah. So, the Rev's idea of letting Kevin try means that he's going to go to Simon's college, which we gather is two and a half hours away, and he's going to inquire about why Simon needs this loan, this $500 loan. Um, so, Kevin does exactly that, and he finds out that Simon has been kicked out of his dorm, not because, he, apparently it's okay to let casual guests stay over, but what Simon has done is he's moved a girl into his room because she had signed an apartment lease with her boyfriend who ended up being abusive, and then she needed to get out of that situation. So Simon was just like, okay, you can come and live in my room. And I guess because it was such an extended period of time, they were like, no, you can't do this. So remember, Simon is on disciplinary probation for some reason, and the school has a kind of like three strikes you're out kind of thing, and apparently Simon's broken a bunch of rules more than three times, so he's been kicked out of his room, so is the girl, and the reason he needs money is because he needs to put down a security deposit that day to get into the apartment that he wants. Kevin is kind of like, well, let's see if we can get you back into the apartment, because it seems like you had a good reason to let her stay. Maybe we can reason with... Into the dorm. Oh, yeah, into the dorm. We have a, Maybe we can reason with people to get you to stay back in the, on campus. So we have a series of weird things where Kevin meets Monty. That's uh, Simon's roommate, and there's, like, maybe Kevin is sleeping with his own sister <laughs> because Kevin, like, words things weird. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> Simon's like, this is my brother Kevin. He's married to my sister Lucy, and... Monty's S like, you married your sister? Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like he should have a bigger reaction than just, like... You married your sister? Yeah. I'd be like, ew, get him out of here. He married his sister. Um, and then he's like, get me the RA instead of going to the RA. Uh, I don't know if 
any of you have ever gone to college. college. But (laughs) how it works is that you go to the offices of the people that you would like to see. They do not just show up where you are. So we meet Jimmy. Well, sometimes if you need the RA, you could go directly to their room. But, like, he was asking the RA. Not just for a casual (laughs) conversation, though. So the RA Jimmy comes through. Jimmy is very much played by, like, I guess his acting note was, you're high. And that was it. So he's supposed to be, like, this kind of, like... Aloof. Yeah. R.A. Uh, and he says, there's nothing I can do. I guess you can talk, talk to the dean of students. Now, usually I feel like the R.A. goes to the R.D. The R.D. then goes to, like, housing. Housing then goes to the dean of students. So we're skipping a bunch of steps. So Jimmy the R.A. is like, talk to the dean of students. And Kevin's like, bring them here. <laughs> and, of course, the dean of students appears. <laughs> at, at Simon's dorm room. Whereas, like, this, none of this is taking place in an office or an official setting at all. This guy does not look like he's a dean of students. He looks like he should be the RA or the RD or something. Um, again, he's like, sorry, not much we can do. The only person you can talk to now is the dean of the school. Where do you think the dean of the school is meeting him? Just randomly outside. <laughs> There's no office. It's just happening outside. Uh, I like the dean of students. This just is probably- ran into the dean of students. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dean of, I like the dean of students. She puts Kevin in his place. I think the way that she talks to him is really good. Um, so that was, I, that was the only character in this episode that I actually really liked. Uh, but what we find out is that Kevin can't talk Simon out of being, like, he can't talk through the situation, which I think is actually good. Like, Simon should pay for, I don't know. I don't know. Simon did something wrong and, like, the, the Rev always sweeps in and gets people out of, I don't know, out of trouble after they've after their wrongdoings. And, like, someone in this family should pay for something somehow. And it shouldn't be Mary. It should be somebody else that's not Mary. <laughs> yes. The only person who should not be paying for their crimes at this point is Mary. Because Mary has paid for her crimes. So... The rev, so basically Kevin's like, we gotta call in the rev. And in the background we have like scenes of the rev waiting for the phone to ring because we all know the rev is needed. The rev comes up very quickly and uh, he has found an apartment, a single apartment. Um, a group of single apartments. Yeah. For one for uh, Christine, which is the girl, Christina? Christine? Christine. Christine, the girl that Simon was helping and one for Simon. Um, it might be Christina. I don't remember. Christine, Christina. Let's just call her Chrissy. <laughs> or Chris. Chris. Uh, or Tina. No. Tina. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. We'll go with one of those. <laughs> so she, uh, we. this is when we first meet her. And this is kind of where the actual storyline of the episode starts. Because we learn very quickly that she doesn't have parents. She emerged She's out of the ocean. Life. Sorry. She um, came out of the ocean. Yeah, she's had a rough life. Her father died of a drug overdose. Her mother is in and out of rehab, and she has been in foster care and kind of has, like, worked herself through high school, gotten, like, a good scholarship to school, and just has had a bit of, like, a rough time and is in a rough place. And suddenly the episode turns into helping this girl. And we find out from this girl that, oh, I don't need help. I'm, like, an adult now, and I figured things out. What I need help with, what, what you sh- who you should be helping is my sister, uh, Meredith. Now, fun, fun note, this girl is from Glen Oak, and so is her entire family, and all of them. And the Camdens have never, and they go to the same church, and the Camdens have never met any of them. And also, they're all in different, like, there ends up being four members of the Davis family, and all of the kids are in different foster homes, and all of them are in Glen Oak. 
I feel like that usually... Does that open? is not that big. Yeah, it's not that big. And also, does that usually happen? I feel like, like, foster parent... I don't know. I, I don't know. I honestly could not tell you. Um, like, do you get siblings? I know they try to put siblings in the same home, but do you usually get them in... I don't think you would get four siblings in four different places. Is, I think you'd at least get two and two. Two, right? Yeah. So, we meet Meredith. Now, Meredith is actually a callback to a previous character from earlier earlier this season. Uh, she is Harry's ex, Harry, who is Aaron Carter. Um, Meredith is by far the best actress on this episode, I think. she. I felt like she was the most natural, but she was also very, like, in your face. Well, everyone else in this episode was just very bad. Yeah, and also, like, very forgettable. But she's like, oh, yeah, this is, please help. And her her idea of a solution is, well, you've had random people staying at your place before, why don't I take up residence there? And she apparently knows a lot about the Camdens because she's like, well, your one daughter, who is the basketball star, is in New York, and your son, who's in medical school, is also in New York, so you have plenty of room now, and your other daughter is pregnant, and she must be moving away soon, too. <laughs> I was just like, okay. So this girl's just a stalker. Yeah. Um, we learn by, from the Camden like kids, from Ruthie, that Meredith has another sister, whose name is Kelly. Kelly is disabled, but she has a sense of humor. Um, and that's all that matters. <laughs> and we find out from Kelly, who also, you know, needs help and needs is in a different foster home, that they have another brother whose name is Danny. Yeah. Danny who shows up with a black eye. But don't worry, he's a good behaved kid. So anyway, the Rev is like, shit. <laughs> he's like, where did all these Davi come from? And he's just like, I know what to do. I'll go talk to the parents. So he goes and talks to the mother, who is Allison Davis. Allison Davis is played by Mackenzie Phillips. Mackenzie Phillips, who is from a number of things. But first of all, I recognize her because she's the mom from So Weird, and that was my favorite Disney Channel show. Um, she was in the original run of One Day at a Time. She's well known for being on American in the movie American Graffiti. If anybody remembers the DCOM movie... Uh, or no, it's not DCOM movie. The DCOM, double teamed. She's the mother in that. Yeah, and she's the daughter of... Of um, someone... John like, Phillips, John who Phillips. was in The Mamas and the Papas. Yes. And she mm-hmm. battled... Was she in Wilson Phillips or no? No, she wasn't. Okay. That's a different Phillips. That's a different... No, but the, it's the same... Like family? It's the same family. Extended family? Yes. The Mamas and the Papas, Wilson, like Wilson Phillips is from... It's Brian Wilson of the... A Beach Boys daughter with Phillips of the Mamas and the Papas. Papas. Oh, okay, so maybe they're child. like cousins or something. So they're probably related somehow. somehow. Uh, but Mackenzie F- Phillips is well known for the fact that she ended up being addicted to drugs in real life, like to heroin and stuff, and she's like recovered and also just like really bad stuff with her dad. Um, but she plays a drug addict in this episode, so you know, kind of like reality, life imitating art, art imitating life kind of thing. Um, and she's like, look, dude, I can't have anything to do with my kids. I'm going to do what I do best and get high. And that's what she does. And what we get really, which I think is, I really like the character of Greta in this episode as well. She's been in a few episodes of Seventh Heaven. She's like the social worker. And Greta's kind of like, look, you think that you say if you help the Davis family, you're going to be good. But there are over like half a million foster kids all around the country. And let's not even talk about all the like orphan children all around the world like what are you going to do about them 
So Annie, Lucy, and the Rev come up with this grand idea about basically talking to the church and talking to the churches around their area and, you know, basically convincing people to go through foster parent training and become foster parents. And that's how the episode ends. It's basically a speech about... Why you should become a foster parent. Yeah, and just, like, the things that foster kids go through. It's, like, you know, domestic abuse, trauma, um, sexual abuse, uh, all, a number of things. And the things that happen before they're foster kids, the things that happen while they're foster kids, and just the foster system generally. Itself, yeah. Yeah. So that's how the episode ends. It ends with a montage of a bunch of, like, parents who... Who have adopted foster children. Or have foster... Or are are fostering children. Um, Which is good, I guess. I see it. I mean, I've got... um, In my family, we've had children that that were formerly fostered have become adopted into my family, and I see the the value in all that. Um, So... Aaron and I were talking about how we would, like... Like, how we would be more interested in being foster parents before we would be... Like, before adopting a child. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... I don't know. It's a it's a good thing, um, and this was you know a good episode in your usual seventh heaven issue sense. I feel like I feel like they straight away the the whole like the whole thing with Simon was like a red herring though. Yes, yes. And it was stupid. Yes. And it wasted a lot of time yes. from this good storyline where they could have focused more on the individual lives of these four children that were in separate foster homes, even though they've got other siblings and different fo- like I think that. That could have been focused on more. Yeah, because we got, we literally got maybe 30 seconds to one minute with each foster kid, and we got, like, barely any hints of stories. Like, we've learned from Meredith that her foster brother broke her wrists. We learned about Danny that he got punched in the face. We learned from Kelly that she needs to be in a special needs home. You know, like, there's, it's very quick. I feel like it would be a lot more interesting, and which is a problem 7th Heaven always has. They focus on how this affects the Camdens versus how it affects the people it's actually affecting. So poor pacing, but generally an okay issue episode. Yeah. I always have to commend, I think, Brenda Hampton for the fact that she chooses a variation of things to focus on when she does issue episodes. It's not just you know, your usual, like, drunk driving or sex or what have you. There's, I mean, we did refugees last year, and this year we're doing yeah. foster kids. There's a whole plethora of problems, and thanks for tell- letting us know that the world sucks. Um, what did you, what would you rate this episode? Um, I give the last one a 2.5. Yeah. I'm giving this one a 2. Okay. I, I would say this one was on par with the last one, and, or actually I think it was a little bit better. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Wow. I know. Maybe I'm being generous. Maybe I've been here too long. (laughs) Um, So, we will probably be showing you what what Mackenzie Phillips looks like as a drug addict uh, on our Instagram. Uh, That's Instagram. uh, And our handle is at Camden Cash Show. And that's also our handle for Twitter. We are also posting on Facebook.com slash CamdenCast. And we have new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. But you're welcome to listen to them anytime you want. And any episode you want. I mean, up until we've done episodes, obviously. Um, At SoundCloud.com slash CamdenCast. On the iTunes Apple podcast app and on Stitcher. I'm Tampi. I'm Aaron. This is CamdenCast. <laughs>